It's Ag PhD Field Day Week. We're doing a field day preview on today's Ag PhD radio program. Thanks for joining us. We're inside the air-conditioned Morton studio today, but uh, we've been outside doing some setup and and getting ready for the field day. There's just a lot of stuff that goes into the Ag PhD field day. It's a great big one-day event. We hope you're going to be able to make it to the field day, but wanted to give you a little taste of some of the things that you're going to see there. So our field day preview show, will have some of the people that will be at field day talking about some of the cool things that you'll get to see and experience there. Now, Darren right away brought up air conditioning, and let me just say this. If you've never traveled to South Dakota before, it's never actually beautiful at this South time Dakota of year. For, for uh, so on Thursday, our forecast high is 86 degrees. And by the way, we start early in the morning at 7 a.m. Well, at 7 a.m., it's supposed to be 69 degrees. Uh, there's going to be some wind that day, not a lot, but some. It's going to be beautiful. So, so basically you're saying our, uh, our guests at the field day from Texas will probably be wearing a coat that day. Well, not quite, but it's going to be it's going to be really nice. So, you know, a lot of people get all worried about the heat at this time of year, and I get it. You should, and there are some hot days, but it's not supposed to be hot on Thursday. And even if it was, we start early in the day, so it's always beautiful in the mornings. And we do have air conditioned buildings. If we need to go in air conditioning, we'll have some speaking events or some uh, speakers in our air conditioned facilities. But otherwise, yeah, we're expecting it's going to be really beautiful on Thursday. But what we do with this field day, so if you've never been there before, we have speakers come in from around the country who are high-yield farmers. And this is part of the reason why we just have this as a one-day event. A lot of farm shows are three days. Well, can you imagine if you're a really good farmer from somewhere in the country and we asked you to come up and speak, are you really going to want to leave your farm for a whole week? Uh, no. So we're, we feel really fortunate we can get these people here to speak uh, just for the one day. And we also, besides that, we'll show you our research plots. We have Rob Sharkey here to do his Shark Farmer radio show. Molly B is going to be there. We're going to have an air show. Uh, everything is free, free admission, free parking, free food and drinks. Um, it's the way that we say thank you to you for watching our television show over all these years, listening to us here on Ag PhD Radio. We really appreciate it, and we just want to show you our farm and some of the things that we do there. We also bring in a lot of the big ag companies. So even on the equipment side, we've got 11 different companies between equipment and crop protection releasing brand new products for the first time ever at the Ag PhD Field Day. So before any of these other farm shows where you might see these new things later this summer, you absolutely can see them on our farm on Thursday. So again, it's Thursday, July 29th, the Ag PhD Field Day. Going to be a lot of fun. We have basically 100 acres that we've set aside on our farm for parking, for field demos, for plots, for research, uh, things that we can show you. So it's, uh, it's really a lot of fun, and I know you'll have a great time and to learn a little bit as well. So we are expecting a good crowd that day. Just go to agphd.com to learn more about the Ag PhD Field Day. Okay, let's get to the Ag PhD mailbag. It's now mailbag time with Brian and Darren. 
This one comes from Mike in Illinois. He said, we've had a lot of rain the past month, 12 plus inches, and with that came a lot of cloudy days. Now we're experiencing hazy days from the western wildfires. Just wondering what effect, if any, will all these cloudy days have on our corn and soybeans in their development and if it will have any impact in how the crop finishes. Yes, it absolutely can, but we have to have a lot of days where it's hazy or cloudy. But you can look at what your normal is for uh, for sunlight. So th- there are readings out there for that. So, for example, we have a weather station right on our farm that South Dakota State University manages. It's one of their sites around our state. And so you can take a look at what you actually have had for solar radiation for each and every day as you go throughout the growing season. And they can give you the averages and kind of tell you from there. But yeah, I mean, if you look at all plants, what are they doing? They're taking sunlight energy and they're converting it into it, well, effectively, what we're after is bushels or yield. So if we have less sunlight, it is certainly possible that you'll have a little bit lower yield. But by the same token, there's still a lot of solar radiation that's occurring even on these slightly hazy days. So I'm not super worried about it. I mean, we'll see by the time it gets all said and done, but I think we're going to be okay. All right. Thanks for the question, Mike. Really appreciate that. Yeah, we're hearing that kind of talk a lot in our area, too. Growers are discussing this. Uh, get another question. This one comes from Mark, and he said, first of all, uh, thanks for your program. Not a farmer, but I uh, have a small acreage and a little bit of stuff here. He said, I, I'm in, I've got a Ph.D. in immunology, and I'm wondering why aren't we using monoclonal antibody expression in soybeans or corn to induce tolerance to many fungi and bacterial infections? This type of technology has revolutionized human medicine. Next time you see a commercial for a medication ending in capital M, small a, capital B, it's a monoclonal antibody. Think rituximab. There is potential for this technology to get used in crops. These crops would potentially not require fungicides and would offer biological resistance to bacteria. The basic premise to infect a mouse with a target bacteria or fungi, the mouse mounts a highly specific response to the infection. Then we clone that antibody gene into a soybean, so the bean makes the neutralizing antibody. Wondering if anybody is engaged in this type of research that you're aware of. You know, this has been going on for a long time, Mark, and I remember back probably 20 years ago, Stoffer Seed had, uh, uh, basically they were trying to produce medical use products in corn and soybeans, and they had some challenges getting through regulatory and that type of thing, not wanting to get that particular corn into the regular market. Yeah, but you're talking about something completely different. You're talking about producing human drugs in plants. He's talking about taking the technology and using it in all plants. And no, I don't know that there's anybody working on that specifically, but there very well could be. So we'll certainly pass that on to the big ag companies that we work with. That's not something that we do, but definitely we can be talking to them and see what we find out. Yeah, there is a lot of cool technology out there, no doubt. Much of it will be seen at the Ag PhD Field Day coming up later this week. We'll talk more about that coming up next. Do you need to replant soybeans due to cold temperatures, heavy rains, or another weather event? Weeds don't seem to care, and you have limited options for last-minute weed control. This is when you turn to Spitfire Herbicide from New Farm. Unlike other Phenoxy herbicides, Spitfire can be applied up to seven days before planting. 
fields treated with the dual active power of Spitfire will benefit from weed control that will ease planting and help your beans establish a good stand. Spitfire from New Farm, here to help. Please join us for the Ag PhD Field Day coming up Thursday, July 29th on our farm near Baltic, South Dakota. I'm Darren Hefty. The Ag PhD Field Day is the largest farm field day in America, and we have a lot planned again this year. We host the event just one day each year as a way to say thank you for listening to Ag PhD Radio and watching Ag PhD TV. We have free admission, free parking, and free food and drinks throughout the day. We've got yield champs from across the country speaking about raising higher yields and increasing profits. We also have speakers on drainage law, estate planning, changes in farm tax laws, grain marketing, and the H-2A program. Plus, we'll show you some of the dozens of research plots we're working on. Rob Sharkey will be there to do a live Shark Farmer radio show, and we'll have equipment both on display and running out in the field from Case IH, John Deere, Agco, and more. Don't miss the free Ag PhD Field Day, Thursday, July 29th. Go to agphd.com to learn more and register. Heat, drought, wind, hail, northern corn leaf blight, gray leaf spot. If your corn is under stress, you are too. Get Veltima fungicide, swift activity, with fast payback, an expanded application window. Makes life simple, and it's the secure choice, with powerful residual for visibly healthier corn. Swift, simple, secure. Veltima fungicide. Call your BASF rep today. Always read and follow label directions. Veltima fungicide is not registered in all states. Welcome back. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio, broadcasting from the Morton Studio today, doing a field day preview. The big Ag PhD field day is coming up on Thursday. That's Thursday, July 29th, and it's free. You're welcome to come. We would love to have you here, and you can find all the details and pre-register at agphd.com. One of the people who's been to our field day many times is Stephanie Zelenko with AgroLiquid, and Stephanie's on with us right now to talk about AgroLiquid's doing. Stephanie, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Yeah, it's always fun seeing what kind of things AgriLiquid has to show off at field day because there's a lot of technology in feeding crops. So what are some of the discussion topics and, and things that you're going to be talking about that day? Yeah, absolutely. We're excited to be there, and there's a whole bunch of things that we're going to talk about um, at our location. We have some corn and soybean plots kind of as a backdrop there where we're looking at different rate studies. But the big focus that we're going to have is we're going to talk wind rates. And we do a lot of research, um, both at our research station here in Michigan and across the country. And we're able to take that data and kind of analyze it in a simple form for our growers to understand and then use that to help them make good decisions on when they should be adding certain nutrients to their fertility program. And so we'll look at individual products, uh, different cropping systems, and give that likelihood of seeing both a positive return on yield, but then we're able to tie those economics in behind it, which is really critical when you're trying to make those purchasing decisions and help you decide when you should be adding um, different components to a fertilizer program based upon that economic standpoint. That is one of the toughest things to figure out is just the timing on all these things. When can I get the best possible response? So, yeah, looking at the win rates, because it's not always 100 percent. You might you might have a weather event or something that that changes things a little bit. But if you've got a consistent 70 or 80 percent win rate, you got a pretty good idea. 
That's correct. It, you know, we're never going to say that we win 100% of the time. There's different soil conditions or envi- environmental factors that go into it. But if we can pretty accurately decide, like you said, 70 to 80% of the time when you're going to see a response, that's going to really help those growers make those decisions um, based on those conditions when they may see that response in their field. You know, the other thing that's interesting is just the differences between products. And I, I know there's a, a product that we use called Pro Germinator that's, that's an agro-liquid product. And I see a lot of lookalikes out there that have a very similar analysis, but they don't perform the same out in the field. So I know there's a lot of technology that goes into these products. That's correct. All of our products have a backbone of a proprietary technology that we use, but essentially it's a you know, a plant-friendly carbon chelate. And that's kind of what, you know, follows through all of our product lines. So ProGerminator that you mentioned, you know, is a good example that we protect that phosphorus, um, unlike some of the competitors that we have in our marketplace. And we're able to protect that so we have more of that nutrient available to the crop. And that's what we're really looking for is, you know, to be able to apply that fertilizer nutrition effectively so your crop actually takes it up and has a positive response in that growing season. You're spending those dollars now, so we want to make sure that you're getting that response as quickly as you can. All right, Stephanie, one last question for you. I know you've been to the field day a number of times, and you certainly get questions about lots of different crops and and questions from literally all around the world. Has there been been one that you thought, man, I can't believe somebody's here talking about that crop or, or from that country or that state? There has been. We've talked to a number of different people, and it always amazes me how many people come from outside of the country. And it's always fun listening to those different crops that we don't deal with, definitely in Michigan, but usually nowhere even in the United States. Uh, Different specialty tree and fruit crops are kind of the ones that stand out to me. Things that, you know, I had to Google to figure out what they're even talking about because they're vegetables and things that I've never even heard of. Yeah, it's kind of fun. It keeps you on your toes, no doubt about it. And it's one of the, the things I enjoy about the Ag PhD Field Day, too. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And uh, look forward to seeing the Agro Liquid booth and Field Day plots coming up this week. All right. We'll see you guys Thursday. Let's head over to BASF. We've got Wyatt Kaufman with us right now. And Wyatt, it's got to be tough when you're the the quote-unquote local guy that has to be responsible for all the odds and ends here. But uh, BASF's got quite a plot with a lot of different crops in it. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about what BASF has to show at the Ag PhD Field Day? Yeah, thanks, guys. So we do have quite a few different things to look at this year, and we tried to make it really diverse. As you were just talking about, with your last caller, you get a wide range of people coming in from a lot of different geographies. So we kind of wanted to showcase how BASF fits across all different crops, across different geographies. So we have everything out there from wheat to sunflower to edible beans and sugar beets and cotton. So we have certainly a wide range of crops to look at and how BASF can help you on in each of those different crops. Um, we also have some historical soybean lines, basically a living soybean history planted at these plots. So uh, everything from basically the original soybean plant that we started breeding the modern soybean from all the way up through certain different time points through history to modern soybean crops with uh, E3 and LLGT27 soybeans out there. Uh, We also have every different trait platform of soybean that's currently on the market. So E3, Liberty Link GT27, ExtendFlex, and conventional soybeans 
showcase to show how BASF can fit into each of those, whether it's seed, seed treatment, uh, plant health, or herbicides. And then another thing that we have showcased is how we can uh, apply a wider range of plant health products or a wider wider window of application of plant health products in corn now. So with Veltima, we have a wider application window, and you guys have helped us out there by having a uh, high-clearance sprayer that we can park over corn that was planted at a few different timings to really showcase where we can start and where we can end with applying Veltima in corn. And then finally, we have a Liberty demonstration. And since there are so many soybean traits out there now that have Liberty enabled in them, we wanted to show how to maximize your use of Liberty across different soybean or maximize your use of Liberty across these different soybean platforms and make the most effective Liberty application that we can. So we definitely have a lot out there to uh, showcase and hopefully help people learn how to maximize their inputs and grow the best crop that they can, whether it's cotton or wheat or sunflower or anything in between. Now you mentioned the word timing there several times, Wyatt, and I think that is so critical. There are a lot of good tools out there, but using them at the right time can make all the difference. When I think about your plant health products too, and I know this is one of the things that uh, we're really going to see at the field day because we've been dry and it's been a stressful growing season, yet the crop looks pretty good. That plant health message is really ringing true this year. Right. Yeah. And that's, something that is a big benefit of BASF plant health products, having that F500 or headline included in almost all of our plant health fungicides is that we can see a benefit after application of reduced plant health stress in any crop that you want to apply it in. But specifically in this demonstration, we're talking about corn and we're talking about how we can have that wider application window and, you know, reduce the stress, whether it's from drought or heat stress, to keep those stomata open on the plant, keep the plants breathing, and keep them growing healthy to get through to that next rain event. It's really fun at field days like this where you have something unusual, and you mentioned the historical soybean lines, and I'm really interested in looking at those types of things just to see where soybeans came from and how far we've come because look at what our yield levels are now. It's just amazing to see the improvements that have been made in soybeans, and I know a lot of times we'll we'll see uh, demonstrations of corn and what's happened over the years. The soybean one is quite interesting. I encourage anybody coming to the Ag PhD field day to make sure you stop Stop in the BASF booth, talk to the folks there. Obviously, there's a lot going on when you talk about the plant health message. The the pre-emerge herbicides really stood out this year to me as well. And then uh, some of the neat things like the corn timings and the historical soybean lines. Uh, Kudos to you, Wyatt. I really, really appreciate uh, seeing good plots there, and yours is certainly one to watch. Yeah, thank you, guys. I really appreciate all the help from Glenn and your crew there, and you guys have done a great job this year. Matt, thanks, Wyatt. Look forward to seeing you on Thursday. Thanks. Look forward to seeing you guys, too. We're talking about the Ag PhD Field Day. It's coming up on this Thursday, July 29th. We're really excited about it. You can check out all the details at agphd.com. We'll talk more about it coming up right after this. No matter what time of the year it is on your farm, 
With the Bayer Plus Rewards Program, earning and redeeming rewards are always in season. Because when you buy two or more eligible seed or crop protection products throughout the year, you earn $3 per acre in cashback rewards. Cash you can redeem and reinvest in your farm later in the season. That's Bayer Plus Rewards. And that's how we're helping make every part of your season, well, rewarding. Visit MyBayerPlus.com to learn more. See program terms and conditions for full details. When it comes to soybean diseases, the longer you wait, the more damage you do. Stop the clock on white mold and other yield-robbing diseases with Approach Prima Fungicide from Corteva AgriScience. Approach Prima Fungicide quickly surrounds the surface of the plant for rapid absorption, then moves throughout the plant, providing full protection of each leaf and stem, even those that have yet to emerge. Uptake occurs on day one, nearly twice as fast as the next leading competitor. For more information, visit approachprima.corteva.us or your local crop protection retailer. Always read and follow label directions. Please join us for the Ag PhD Field Day coming up Thursday, July 29th on our farm near Baltic, South Dakota. I'm Darren Hefty. The Ag PhD Field Day is the largest farm field day in America, and we have a lot planned again this year. We host the event just one day each year as a way to say thank you for listening to Ag PhD Radio and watching Ag PhD TV. We have free admission, free parking, and free food and drinks throughout the day. We've got yield champs from across the country speaking about raising higher yields and increasing profits. We also have speakers on drainage law, estate planning, changes in farm tax laws, grain marketing, and the H-2A program. Plus, we'll show you some of the dozens of research plots we're working on. Rob Sharkey will be there to do a live Shark Farmer radio show, and we'll have equipment both on display and running out in the field from Case IH, John Deere, Agco, and more. Don't miss the free Ag PhD Field Day, Thursday, July 29th. Go to agphd.com to learn more and register. Each year brings new and unique challenges to farming, and your operation needs to constantly adapt to meet them. That's why at AgBiome, we're working every day to bring you new and better solutions, microbial-based solutions that protect your crop and help it reach its full potential. To learn more about how we're doing it, visit agbiome.com. That's A-G-B-I-O-M-E.com. AgBiome, feeding the world responsibly, partnering with microbes for human benefit. Give your corn a strong defense against stress throughout the season with MycoApply Indoprime SC. MycoApply Indoprime SC uses four specially selected species of mycorrhizal fungi to protect your crop against stress. That means more access to water and key micronutrients while building a healthy soil structure for stronger crops for years to come. Stronger corn starts beneath the surface. Learn more about MycoApply Indoprime SC at IndoprimeCorn.com. Always read and follow label instructions. listening to Ag PhD Radio. Thanks for joining us today. Hopefully you can join us in person at the Ag PhD Field Day coming up on Thursday. We're doing a little field day preview show today with some of the folks who have helped us put together the plots that you're going to see at the field day site. It, it really is taking shape. It looks great. Uh, one of the guys who we've been working with here for a number of years is Troy Grease with Syngenta. Troy, thanks for joining us. Good afternoon, Darren. Appreciate the opportunity to visit with you this afternoon. You know, it's been fun seeing all the new products that Syngenta has been coming out with here the last few years. So uh, without looking at, at my program and looking at my map of what's at the field day site, I can only imagine you get some new products to highlight. Yeah, we, uh, we're really excited about some new molecules and some new brands. You know, the one big one we want to feature this year 
on in the corn herbicide space is our new Acuron GT product. Um, so it's a premix of of uh, metallicor Dual, um, Mesotrion, Callisto, Bicyclopyrone, our second HPPD that's got more residual and better weed control, especially when you add it with uh, with Callisto. And then, of course, glyphosate, which, as everybody knows, um, glyphosate this past year was uh, supply was challenging. So it's a great way for growers to pick up on convenience and having one shuttle, but also uh, secure their, their glyphosate at the same time. So excited about that. And corn, really, the, the, the thing that's still, I think, fairly new to most growers is uh, a new seed treatment in Saltro. Um, that is uh, a definin. And uh, um, that product is is uh, going to be a premier product for SDS as well uh, going forward will be our um, Sigmatis nematode product. So um, really excited about uh, about those two brands. Um, we are going to probably talk a little bit about Viantis, which is another new seed treatment that we're planning to launch uh, here in 2022, and that is for Pythium, uh, enhancing Pythium control as well as enhancing uh, phytophthic control. So um, a lot of new stuff, uh, as usual, in the portfolio, and we'll continue to talk about the Mervis brands for, you know, potatoes and and uh, corn and soybeans with Neo, and of course Ace Mervis Ace for head scab in wheat. So a lot of new products. Uh, I'm really excited about to to be bringing as new solutions to growers. Yeah, one of the a couple well, a couple of things that you mentioned there are seed treatment solutions, and this is something Syngenta has been doing a lot of work, made huge investments into the seed treatment industry, and uh, really have some market leading products here. When you mentioned Saltro, that's one I know we've got a lot of trial work out on that one over quite a few states, and we do as well with Viantis. We've been looking really hard at those molecules; they look good. They look like a significant upgrade to what's on the market today, Troy. So those are those are questions you're going to get as as far as what crops they're going to fit in and and where exactly they're going to go because they they are really showing up in the field this year. Yeah, we're we're excited about those. And you know, some other staple things that we want to talk about um, is using Forcebo uh, on uh, on corn for additional rootworm control. Matter of fact, we're going to have a we're going to have a liquid system from Raven there to demonstrate. So we'll have some equipment. I know farmers like to look at equipment, so we're going to plan on having that at our at uh, at our booth. Uh, as well as some seed care um, rhizotrons to, sh- to showcase uh, really how those new molecules you just mentioned will perform in, you know, treated versus untreated type of scenarios. And, and a lot of times what we do is we, we inoculate those soils with, with disease so you can get a real visual appearance of what, what it actually does in a high-pressure situation. So we're excited to showcase those at the field day. Yeah, we're talking with Trey Grease here with Syngenta. It's definitely a booth that you want to stop at and see what they've got going on out in the field. So we've got these things in the ground, so you can take a look at them and see see what you have. Now, I don't know what kind of Pythium or Phytophthora pressure we have there. I'm sure yeah. uh, if you inoculate a trail, it's a lot better than just what's going to happen naturally right here at this site. But but it's really exciting, some of the things that are coming. So make sure you stop in and chat with Troy and, and all the folks from Syngenta there. Troy, thank you so much. Really appreciate all the support you've had. You've been just great to work with this year and look forward to seeing you on Thursday. Yeah, we, we, we appreciate the relationship with Hefty. Look forward to connecting with growers. It's always been a fun fun field day for us. Um, we will have Acuron GT uh, cooling towels uh, to be given away um, until they're gone. So if you're if it's going to be hot, which it looks like will be, make sure you stop in and grab one of those cooling towels and 
use it to put it on your neck to help keep yourself cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Trey. We really appreciate it. Have a good day. Thank you. See you Thursday. You bet. Uh, let's go next to uh, to Ryan Brandt or Ryan Bryant here with UPL. Ryan, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. How about you? I am doing great, and I, I just like when I bring up new things for farmers at the Ag PhD Field Day, and wow, has UPL grown. And for farmers who say, man, UPL, who is UPL? I'm seeing them all over. Uh, UPL is now one of the largest and, and big premier ag chemical suppliers around the world. Uh, Ryan, what has UPL got to show at the Ag PhD Field Day? What are you going to be talking about? Oh, very much so. So we've got a lot of fun stuff planned up there, uh, you know, especially corn and soybean. That's a big draw. We're going to be highlighting a lot of our foundational products that we have within those systems. Uh, get to show off a little bit of sugar beet stuff, uh, as well as kind of our foundational products for our spring and winter wheat portfolio. Uh, a lot of that has been built around Everest and definitely continuing that legacy of Everest into Battalion now as well, both those herbicides there. Uh, but what's really got me most excited is getting to talk some more on grain sorghum and with grain sorghum, what we launched this year within the United States is Emiflex. And Emiflex is the companion chemistry for the uh, non-GMO herbicide-resistant high-growth sorghum system. So definitely excited to get to talk about that and teach growers a little bit more about this awesome new system. Yeah, that is really cool. And Brian and I get a lot of questions here in the Ag PhD mailbag about sorghum, and growers are just hungry for more solutions for, for the crop. And here you go, like you mentioned, a non-GMO solution that allows additional herbicide technology that we can utilize in sorghum. That's really exciting. I know the, the sorghum industry is going to be really fired up for that. Oh, for sure. No, and I know we are too. We So like I said, we had our first full commercial launch here in the United States this year with grain sorghum. Uh, it's already been launched in several international markets leading up to this, but getting to see this on a large commercial scale, uh, you know, nothing be- beats it. It's been really enjoyable, uh, really seeing growers get to reach the maximum potential of a lot of their sorghum acres. Uh, you know, broadleaf weeds are important. Grassy weed control has been something that just, you know, has been very troublesome in sorghum production with the lack of technologies available outside of our group 15s for the most part. Uh, but within with the introduction of Emiflex, we now have that ability for pre-emergent or post-emergent broadleaf and grassy weed control within grain sorghum. So very exciting times. Yeah, that that is. And then you mentioned just a bunch of different crops here. And I think that's another thing that, that's really fun to introduce people to, just the broad reach that UPL has and how many different products that many farmers are probably already using that they didn't even realize. Oh, yeah, very much so. I know, you know, we're not just limited to grain sorghum, corn, or wheat. Uh, for pretty much every row crop, we've got something or multiple products for that system, as well as the specialty side as well. Yeah, and you mentioned how, how difficult some of these different weed species are to control in certain crops. Uh, that That's where growers are looking for, just those different options that they have. And it's fun, as you, ha- you mentioned, just a wide variety of crops that you've got in your plots uh, just at the field day here to show folks, hey, look, here's some technology that can get used over here that also works in this crop over there. It's nice nice to tie those things in and have those conversations. Oh, yeah, very much so. You know, flexibility is the name of the game. Uh, multiple uses, complete herbicide programs, or really management programs for that matter. And you know, it's nice being on the UPL side, applaud or having something for just about every point in time throughout that growing season. So, a lot of flexibility there, and really providing a lot of solutions for growers. 
Yeah, and solutions is what growers are coming to the Ag PhD field day for, trying to figure out, okay, what can I do to do a better job out in my field so I end up with more yield and more profit in my pocket at the end of the year? And one of the places you're going to definitely want to stop at the Ag PhD field day site is at the UPL booth. You can see folks like Ryan Bryant there and get the solutions for a wide variety of crops. Ryan, thank you so much. Really appreciate having you on today. Yes, definitely. Looking forward to being up there later this week. You know, one of the things that I hope that you don't see at the Ag PhD Field Day is a question I got from GL. He says, we've got some Japanese beetles eating the silks off our corn. The kernels have already formed. They've already been pollinated. Do I need to worry about any silk feeding after pollination is over? No. No, no worries on silk feeding. Now, could the damage be great enough that it's possible a treatment would be warranted? Yes. But for the most part, you can rest pretty easy because just a few Japanese beetles out there aren't going to hurt much. We're talking about the Ag PhD Field Day on today's program with an Ag PhD Field Day preview. And we'll be back with more right after this. In an uncertain market, you need to maximize the quality and profitability of your stored grains by controlling profit-robbing insects. A tank mix of Daikon IGR and Sentinel EC insecticide, or Daikon IGR Plus, offers the long-term control of an insect growth regulator and the knockdown power of a broad-spectrum insecticide. Keep your grain clean with grain protectants from Central Life Sciences. To learn more, contact your local dealer or visit bugfreegrains.com. Give your corn a strong defense against stress throughout the season with MycoApply Indoprime SC. MycoApply Indoprime SC uses four specially selected species of mycorrhizal fungi to protect your crop against stress. That means more access to water and key micronutrients while building a healthy soil structure for stronger crops for years to come. Stronger corn starts beneath the surface. Learn more about MycoApply Indoprime SC at IndoprimeCorn.com. Always read and follow label instructions. Morton Buildings knows that great buildings need great people, and we want you to be the newest member of our team. Morton is expanding its construction crew, and we're seeking new and experienced candidates to fill our crew member positions. Morton provides great pay and training, so be a part of the next generation to build Morton. Don't let the opportunity to join the best construction crew in the business pass you by. Learn more on our careers page at mortonbuildings.com. Please join us for the Ag PhD Field Day coming up Thursday, July 29th on our farm near Baltic, South Dakota. I'm Darren Hefty. The Ag PhD Field Day is the largest farm field day in America, and we have a lot planned again this year. We host the event just one day each year as a way to say thank you for listening to Ag PhD Radio and watching Ag PhD TV. We have free admission, free parking, and free food and drinks throughout the day. We've got yield champs from across the country speaking about raising higher yields and increasing profits. We also have speakers on drainage law, estate planning, changes in farm tax laws, grain marketing, and the H-2A program. Plus, we'll show you some of the dozens of research plots we're working on. Rob Sharkey will be there to do a live Shark Farmer radio show, and we'll have equipment both on display and running out in the field from Case IH, John Deere, Agco, and more. Don't miss the free Ag PhD Field Day, Thursday, July 29th. Go to agphd.com to learn more and register. 
boost your productivity and profitability with Soil Warrior from Environmental Tillage Systems. Improve fertilizer efficiency and your yield potential in just one strip-till pass. Now that's ROI. Contact us today at SoilWarrior.com. Get an extra semi-load out of your grain bin. The end zone from Farm Shop MFG can increase your stored beans moisture from 10 to 13%. On a 20,000 bushel bin, that's a free extra semi-load. Visit farmshopmfg.com for more. Welcome back. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio Broadcasting from the Morton Studio today. Thanks for joining us. Talking about the Ag PhD Field Day, which is coming up this Thursday, July 29th, at our farm just north of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. You can find all the details and directions and the schedule for the day at agphd.com. We'd encourage you to pre-register as well. It gets you through our registration process so much faster. It gets you into the field day where you can enjoy more than you're probably going to be able to see in one day. I know for me, it takes several days to get through all the things if I want to look at everything, but... Uh, some of the things that you may want to highlight on your list of things to see is what we're talking about today. we got John Verhelst with us right now with Corteva to talk about what Corteva is going to show. And, John, you have got so much to show. What are some of the focus items that you want farmers to, to have for a takeaway that day? Hey, Darren, appreciate you having us on from Corteva AgriScience. You're right, a lot to see uh, at the Corteva tent this year. Uh, we'll have a, a number of different solutions for folks that, that are new, new in the soybean space, new in the cereal space. Uh, but one that we're here to talk about, most excited and, and really an entry for us is, is Resicor XL that growers will be able to take and see at the, the Ag PhD field day uh, for the first time in just a couple weeks or days after its uh, name launched to the U.S. Yeah, that is exciting. New technology is one of the reasons people keep coming back every year to the Ag PhD Field Day. And you mentioned Resicor XL, and I think for growers, they're looking for a complete solution as much as possible. What's different with Resicor XL, and and what are some of the things we'll be talking about that day there? So appreciate the question, Darren. One of the biggest things that we've noticed from a corn herbicide standpoint, we've continued to innovate in this space and. And really, Resicor going from the most widely used corn herbicide over the past few years across the U.S., one thing that we wanted to make sure we continued to do was innovate. Uh, so with Resicor XL, that'll be what, what will happen with that product versus Resicor is that we'll be able to actually use Resicor XL uh, past 11-inch tall corn, which is uh, we know that having a longer application window uh, for farmers, it's something that's important for, for everyone's operations. If you look at the type of weather that we experience from west to east, uh, north to south, and the variability that can exist. The other nice thing about Resicor XL and its fit is that we've got the opportunity to have really enhanced crop safety and opportunities to, to go with a plethora of tank mix partners, which we know is, is becoming more and more common as well, Darren. Yeah, that is awesome. The flexibility, you're right, is exactly what farmers are looking for because you never know what's going to happen during the growing season, that's for sure. Hey, you mentioned cereals earlier, John, and I know Brad and I were talking just over the break uh, about just all the different cereal options that there are now and and what a lead position Corteva's taken in that, that marketplace. That's something that I think a lot of farmers coming to the field there are going to want to talk about too. Yeah, no, I appreciate you mentioning it. Darren, it is a space that will continue to innovate Corteva as a leader in the cereal space and always have been. We launched 
three, we have launched three products in the past couple of years. We'll continue to launch a few more uh, products like Widar Match, products like Resivant, products like Pixaro EC. Those are all in the marketplace today uh, and weren't a year or two ago for, for cereal growers who are looking for advanced weed control uh, in their cereal crops. So from Resicor XL and corn, to all those brands and cereals, plenty of reasons to stop by the Corteva AgriScience tent here at the Egg PhD Field Day. Well, that's what happens, John, when we miss having a field day in 2020. Now, all of a sudden, there's two years of innovation that are out there. There's just so much to see. So, yeah, you mentioned a bunch of names there, and Brandon and I were talking about it too. We're like, man, they look really good out in the field. So it's going to be exciting to talk more about those. Absolutely. Yeah, we're excited from Corteva AgriScience. You know, innovation is something that we, we continue to strive for. Uh, we'll continue to look for those opportunities. And if anybody's looking for more information, uh, Corteva, www.corteva.us is a great place to go for all of our products or stop out and, and talk to one of the number of folks that we're going to have out at, out at the field day to talk Resicor XL or some of the other products we just mentioned as well. And we get so many questions about Enlist, and it's just on and on. There's just so many products that, that you've got to talk about and, and traits and everything else. John, we're really excited to have you there and, and look forward to seeing everything you got to show. Yeah, didn't even mention the big one with Enlist, but we'll, we'll talk them all uh, at the core tenant. Thanks a lot, Darren and Brian. Appreciate it. You bet. Thanks. All right, Brian, uh, I know one thing about the field day. It's it's a busy, busy day for us. We're so excited to talk to so many folks who, who come from a long ways off and, and the folks that come from nearby as well. What are some of the things we're going to be talking about that day, Brian? Now, you're, you're speaking. I'm speaking. Uh, we're right, we're going to well, be on a variety of topics, too. Okay, so right on our website at agphd.com, we have what our rough schedule is that day. And I, I will just tell you, we start at 7 a.m. And you might go, whoa, that's pretty early. A lot of these farm shows start at 9. Yep, we start at 7 because, number one, we're farmers and we like to get going early. But number two, it's beautiful right away in the morning. So we got stuff, hap stuff happening right away at 7 o'clock. Be there early. The weather will be great. It'll be a lot of fun. But anyway, in the mornings, what we traditionally do is we'll kind of take you through our research plots, and we're all done with that by 10.45 in the morning. So we've got a few things right away in the morning, then we start uh, kind of going through our different research plots. And, I mean, we're all done early. And then we've got a number of things after that, whether it's entertainment or uh, speakers. So you can sit down when it gets to the heat of the day, whether it's a, that's an air conditioning or at least under a tent. And so, like at noon, starting at noon, we've got four different sessions, and that's when we have a lot of these high-yield speakers, speakers on estate planning and drainage law and a number of other things as well. But anyway, there are four different speaking times in the early afternoon. Well, I'm speaking all four of them, and I'm speaking on four different topics, just for fun. <laughs> so, They're not all going to be about <laughs> drainage, Brian? None are going to be on drainage. But anyway, I, I would say... I just want to tell you the four things I'm talking about. The first one is naturals and non-chemical ways to boost yields. The second one is lessons from our high-yield plots. So basically our first steps plots where we had all these high-yield growers with plots on our farm for five years in a row. It was awesome. We learned a lot from that. And we certainly have learned a lot from different experiments we've done on our farm too. So I'm going to share those things with you uh, and so that'll be a lot of fun. The third thing is soil testing and plant tissue analysis to improve yields and profits. And then the fourth one is 
ag myths. So everything from talking about water quality, food safety, pesticide safety, global warming, just as a general statement here, farmers have, unfortunately, a lot of negative press, and almost all of it is myth. So we're going to talk through those things. I think you will enjoy that as well. And Darren, go ahead and just talk about what you're the things you're going to be speaking on in those sessions. So obviously, Darren and I are doing a bunch of things during the day. We're doing the Ag PhD radio show, uh, breaking that up in a couple different times. We are speaking together when we go through our research plots, and uh, we, we get a few things we're speaking together on. But separately, um, I'm, I'm doing some of these things we were just talking about. And Darren, go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm really fortunate enough. One of the things that I like doing at the Ag PhD field day time is just rubbing shoulders with some of the highest yielding farmers across the country and getting ideas from them. So I'm going to be speaking with many of the highest yielding growers that that you'll find and talking about different crops and different strategies they've got and different things that you can take home. And I think that's the big thing for me is I want everyone who comes to the field day to be able to take at least one thing home that it gives you a new idea or something that, wow, I've always thought about that particular issue, but I haven't found a solution. Here's a solution for what my challenge is, or here's something that I'm stuck at 70 bushel soybeans. Here's a couple things that I think can help get me up to 75 or 80 bushel beans. And if at the end of the day, you can make more money on your farm when you go back home, I think it's a really successful time at the Ag PhD field day. All right, so we've been talking about the Ag PhD Field Day coming up right after our next break. We are going to get back to your questions in the Ag PhD mailbag. But once again, this field day is this Thursday. It's Thursday, July 29th. We always do it the last Thursday of July, by the way. So if you want to plan this out in future years, if you get the opportunity to come and and see us, we would love that. Uh, like, like we always say, we put this field day on just to kind of show you our farm a little bit and just tell you thanks for listening to us here on Ag PhD Radio. Um, information is at agphd.com. You can also, if you'd like to, uh, you don't have to, but if you'd like to, you can pre-register. And, and basically that just gets you in the door a little bit faster, or I should say uh, in through the gates a little bit faster. But uh, as I mentioned earlier, we do have 100 acres on our farm set aside for everything from field demos, research plots, parking, everything. So everything's right on our farm near Baltic, South Dakota. All right. Right after this, we're going to get back to the Ag PhD mailbag. Stay tuned. You work for results. That's why the Enlist Weed Control System gives you flexible tank mixing, near zero volatility, a wide application window, and proven weed control. Because the Enlist system was built for your results. Get better weed control with no ifs, ands, or buts at Enlist.com. Enlist.com. If you've ever wondered how the Farmall got its name, here's an abbreviated list of the jobs the Case IH Farmall can do. Baling, cutting hay, feeding, hauling, loading, pulling, raking, cleaning barn, mixing feed, fertilizing, mowing, chopping, seeding, clearing, irrigating, furrowing, cultivating, hitching, digging, emergency tow, harrowing, hoisting, leading parades, excavating, grading. <sighs> Let's make it simple. This tractor does it all. So no matter what you're doing, can do comes in red. Farmall. Learn more at caseih.com slash farmall. You can count on AgroLiquid for precision crop nutrition. When you don't get all your potash down in the fall, when weather or market prices change your management strategy, 
or when you want to balance your fertilizer program with micronutrients. AgroLiquid is ready with the products and application flexibility you want for in-season crop nutrition and the research-proven results you need. AgroLiquid. Apply less. Expect more. Find a retailer at agroliquid.com. Please join us for the Ag PhD Field Day coming up Thursday, July 29th on our farm near Baltic, South Dakota. I'm Darren Hefty. The Ag PhD Field Day is the largest farm field day in America, and we have a lot planned again this year. We host the event just one day each year as a way to say thank you for listening to Ag PhD Radio and watching Ag PhD TV. We have free admission, free parking, and free food and drinks throughout the day. We've got yield champs from across the country speaking about raising higher yields and increasing profits. We also have speakers on drainage law, estate planning, changes in farm tax laws, grain marketing, and the H-2A program. Plus, we'll show you some of the dozens of research plots we're working on. Rob Sharkey will be there to do a live Shark Farmer radio show, and we'll have equipment both on display and running out in the field from Case IH, John Deere, Agco, and more. Don't miss the free Ag PhD Field Day, Thursday, July 29th. Go to agphd.com to learn more and register. Help keep the toughest, most resistant diseases out of your fields with Lucinto fungicide from FMC. An exclusive novel premix of two modes of action delivers broad-spectrum control and a long-lasting protective residual. Tackle key diseases in corn, soybeans, wheat, peanuts, and sugar beets. Choose Lucinto fungicide from FMC. Visit your FMC retailer or lucinto.ag.fmc.com to learn more. Always read and follow label directions for use. Back, you're listening to Ag PhD Radio. Thanks for joining us today. We're broadcasting from the Morton studio, and we're in the Ag PhD mailbag time. So our phone lines are open. We're taking your calls and agronomic questions throughout the rest of the show at 844-44-AG-PHD. You can also send us an email, radio at agphd.com. This one from Tom, and Tom said, you guys talk a lot about your return on investment for this year, but you don't often talk about the long-term return on investment. One of the things that we've been doing on our farm, using no-till, cover crops, manure application for fertility, we're seeing long-term success uh, where our soils are built up and we've got strong yields. And and Tom goes into a little more detail. I'm summarizing there, but I agree with you, Tom. We definitely do uh, talk about the return on investment with whatever you're going to do. Hey, with this pass, how can you get a good return on investment? But you're right. Overarching uh, above all this is we want to make sure we're doing the long-term thing that's right for the land, the long-term thing that's right for profitability as well. So, uh, yep, I'm glad to hear you're having success. Good luck with what you're doing. Yep, I would agree with what he said. You know, we do talk about some long-term things. Tiling, drainage, we always say, hey, that's number one. That's where your first dollar should usually go on the farm. And then we talk about fertility and how important that is and to think about all the nutrients that don't leach through the soil. So, sure, with nitrate, you know, it's not going to stick around from year to year. But almost everything else will. So, you know, we do talk about building up phosphorus and building up potassium and just what a long-term benefit that has. But I agree with you, like on manure, it's very possible that you will see that 30 years down the road. How often do you run into somebody who says, yeah, I don't know, man, I'm getting really good yield here and my soil test levels are pretty good. And we, we start talking to them and we go, and then they say, well, grandpa did spread manure here years ago. 
or we had an old cattle feedlot here years ago. It's like, oh my goodness, we're, we're still reaping the rewards 30 years later. It's pretty awesome. And you do see that in terms of soil structure and, you know, overall tilth for that soil. When you build organic matter, that lasts, lasts long term. So, yep, lots of things. But let's put it this way. Half the ground in the United States is share rented or cash rented. Okay, it is not owned. And when ground is rented, then it's hard not to look at just the short-term side. And this is where we often say, if you can, please work with your landlord and try to come up with long-term arrangements that are good for both of you. Because if both parties look at it and see, you know, it probably is beneficial for the land and it's beneficial for the farmer. If the same person is farming it for a long time, then they're willing to stick some money into it. Otherwise, it's really hard. And that's what we find quite commonly is the rented ground is just flat out not in as good a shape as the owned ground. And hopefully we can change that moving forward. All right. Thanks for the comments, Tom. I really appreciate that. Get this from Anand who said, do you guys have any experience with magnesium chloride? I wonder if that would be a potential solution in our high pH soils. Well, our experience with magnesium chloride, and it's funny that this question came in, our experience is actually just applied some. Right. It's on the well, we didn't, but we had it applied on the road, on our gravel road that runs right past our office and our and the Morton studio here, and all the way down to the Ag PhD field day site. And we've been doing that for years or had that done for years. The magnesium chloride helps keep that dust. It's basically dust suppression, keep the dust down, and it works for a couple of months. I mean, in our geography, it's great. In terms of helping your high soil pH, I don't see how that's going to help it. Magnesium will raise soil pH roughly 1.6 to 1 compared to calcium. So what we would really like to do is take a look at your soil tests, and then we could tell you what in there is causing your pH to be high and then hopefully give you a better solution. All right. Thanks for the question. Got this one from Wesley. He said, I hope this email finds you well. I'm interested in buying soil testing kits to take back with me to Africa and use on my parents' farm. Just wondering, do you guys use soil testing kits? Uh, do you have any digital type soil testing kits that you know of? Just wondering if, uh, if you know where I can look. Unfortunately, no, we don't have any real great advice for you here. We don't use soil testing kits. What we do is we send soil samples into labs to have the analysis work done just because we believe that testing to be much more accurate and consistent than doing the tests ourselves. Now, I, I can only imagine as everything else has improved in agriculture and quite frankly in our world with technology that hopefully some of these test kits are getting better and more accurate. But at this point, I don't know of anything that is great or super accurate, but I'm, I'm sure there's some stuff out there if you just look around a little bit. Thanks for the question and good luck to you. Got this one from Steve. He said, I farm in South Central Kansas and every spring we fight roly polies out in our soybeans. We're in 30 inch rows and strip till. We've been applying cobalt, which takes care of the roly polies, no problem. But unfortunately, we generally get spider mite flare ups later. Is there another product we could use so we didn't have to face a spider mite flare up? Well, uh, what product did you say they were using? Cobalt. Okay, so cobalt is simply a combination of Lorsman and a pyrethroid. 
And I'm a little surprised that you have the spider mite flare up after having Lorsman in there because Lorsman is not a bad spider mite product, but the rate's relatively low, and so that could be it. What you could do would be to continue to have some Lorsman in there, chlorpyrifos, and you could go to bifenthrin if you wanted to. So that would be the pyrethroid that actually does have activity on spider mites. Now, let's say that in your area, and we do find this in some regions of the United States, especially out on the coast, the east or west coast, and down in the south, where the spider mites are unfortunately resistant to both chlorpyrifos and bifenthrin, if that's the case, you would literally have to throw another miticide in there. And there are a number of different products out there that you could use. So I would first try the combination of bifenthrin and chlorpyrifos, see if that does it for you and doesn't lead to mite flare-ups. If it does, you're probably in the future just going to have to throw a miticide in. One other thing I would throw out, there are some products out there that don't give you flare-ups. So when we're talking about Transform from Corteva or Safina or a similar product, they have a number of them that are all the same thing from BSF. Uh, those are very specific. They don't kill a lot of bugs. So let's just say you happen to, at some point in the future, just be after aphids or psyllids or something. Well, then you would use one of those products. You wouldn't have the mite flare up, and that would be a good option too. But for the bug you're describing, my suggestion is uh, chlorpyrifos, bifenthrin. Give that a shot. All right, thanks for the question. Got another insect one. This one comes from Khan. He says, in Pakistan, in our corn, we are also fighting fall armyworm that I hear about farmers in the United States fighting. What types of spray, what types of active ingredients or chemistries do you utilize to stop them? Fall armyworms are not that difficult to control. The pyrethroids are really, really good on worms. So we were just talking about bifenthrin and chlorpyrifos. Now, I don't care if it's necessarily bifenthrin or uh, one of the different pyrethroids that you're using. Almost any of them will do a good job at controlling worms like armyworms. The chlorpyrifos is not quite as good. So, I mean, there are certainly some other, a number of other insect insecticide options for you, but I like the pyrethroids. Number one, they're relatively safe. They they were derived from the, the uh, I'm going to, let's see, you're not going to like the word I'm going to use, but the poison found in the chrysanthemum flower, but it's bug poison, okay? So it's very specific to certain insects. So basically it's like you're sprinkling a flower across your field when you're spraying pyrethroids. So anyway, you have to be a little bit careful. Pyrethroids are skin sensitizers, but they're not going to kill anybody. Uh, nevertheless, just make sure you're using proper personal protective equipment when you're spraying them, and that will work just fine. Use the full labeled rate. Here in the United States, that costs $2 an acre. So I don't know what it would cost over there, but I know that around the world, pyrethroids are pretty inexpensive. Right. Thanks for the question. Uh, get this one from Stan. He said, I, I am going to see you at your field day later this week, but I've got a question for you before that. Wondering which would be the safest herbicide to spray around field edges. I've got cornfields that I've mowed around and now a few cockleburr, pigweed, and morning glory are starting to emerge. Uh, not worried about carryover here. I'm going to have minimal contact to stems and lower leaves, just using a UTV with a spot sprayer. What would you spray around your corn to kill those broadleaf weeds? Say the weeds again. Cockleburr, cockleburr, pigweed, morning glory. Yeah, 
So could you use 2,4-D was this question, or would you use Roundup? Would you use atrazine? What the would problem you is the Roundup is going is not going to kill everything. It'd kill the cockleburs, but it's not the greatest on the other stuff. Atrazine, it's too late. So you know, yeah, at, Roundup and a at, Freelex, at, something like that. I don't know if Freelex is labeled brown silk, but 2,4-D is labeled after brown silk. So if you spray late enough, then you would be okay. But a lot of times, quite frankly, I let them go. If they're out in the field on the edge, yeah, it's usually Freelex. Thanks for listening to our show today. Be sure to join us again each weekday for more Ag PhD Radio.